Rebel Nation, welcome to the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline with Gary Darby, Chuck Roundsville, and Gordon Ford. And straight ahead to the five, to the two, to the one! In the end zone is Jerry and Ely! Touchdown, Ole Miss! Bringing you the lowdown on everything with Ole Miss Athletics. Near side, there's a pitch, it's on the turf! And the Rebels recover it! Don't just sit on the sidelines, be part of the show. Text in your questions and comments to 662-426-1093. That's 662-426-1093. 1093. I guess you don't have to, but you need to. Deal for Rodriguez. He'll go coast to coast. One handed stuff with a right hand. Swung on, fly ball, deep field. That ball is long gone, headed toward the scoreboard, hit right below it, and the Rebels take a one to nothing lead on a bomb by Tim Elko. And here it is. We're underway in the Sugar Bowl. Now, here's your host, Gary Darby. Well, hello, my friends. Welcome to the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. Gary, Chuck, Gordon, Yancey, we're all in the building. And and unfortunately, men, we're talking for the first time after Ole Miss did not win a football game. Yeah, yeah. And, and and pretty convincingly. <laughs> well, you know, once, once uh, we threw an interception there in the, about four minutes to go in the third quarter to take the lead, it was all downhill from there, man. I've had multiple people since the game say, you know, what would you think about the game? Well, I liked it up until uh, about 10 minutes to go in the second quarter. It was a great game. And then all of a sudden, it was not. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it goes from 17-3 to 3 Ole Miss to they win 42. Or 45. 45. Well, they they had three, right? So they won 42-3 to three right. after yeah. that. Right. And, yeah. uh, you know, my biggest disappointment to me was the facing adversity there. I think – that was the first time Ole Miss had been down at any point in the game all season when LSU scored there to make it 24-20. to And just to see them fold like a cheap suit was pretty disappointing. Yeah, but they, they drove right down the field. I mean, and they had a chance to take his second down from the nine-yard line. Baskerville wraps Jackson up, and Jackson throws up a duck, and they intercepted ball game. Yeah, I mean, that, I, that that was it. They took they LSU then took it eighty yards and made it thirty one twenty, and then they pinned their ears back on, on a pass rush and Jackson didn't have a chance. He was under pressure from that point on. We'll take your text messages and there are some already in line at six six two four two six one zero nine three. Coming up on the program, Harry Harrison will be with us. We'll talk more about the game with him and our game day outlook. We'll also have Ole Miss basketball coach Kermit Davis and the Ceasefire Connerly Trophy watch list before things are done. So we are off and and running and going and a lot of the questions, guys, just so we can prepare for text message time is about <laughs> Ole Miss defense. Of Ole course. Miss defense and Ole Miss defense. And the three man front. Right. Should be. Yeah, yes. Should be. One hundred percent. Uh that's most of uh, of everything, although there is a question about Bentley and why maybe he didn't play more. So that'll be some of the things that we address along the way. Before we go any further, Yancey, you've got five things you want to tell us about? Yeah, um, you know, mostly uh, not good things, but uh, things nevertheless. Uh, first thought of the day is, remember when Ed Orgeron left Houston Nutt with a roster full of different makers on the line of scrimmage with the lights of Parade Jerry, Kentrell Lockett, Greg Hardy and company? Well, as we saw Saturday, he did the same for LSU. The Tigers simply took over at the line of scrimmage and whipped the Rebels. Second thought of the day, Ole Miss doesn't have enough defensive difference makers on each level level to play soft zone with a three-man front. 
We saw the difference the defense made last season when they tightened the coverages and displayed exotic blitzes after the Arkansas game. They must get back to that style of football on the defensive side of the ball going forward. Third thought, the injury to Zach Evans was bigger than most realize. The Rebels are at their best running the football. And although the Rebels caught LSU by surprise in the first quarter with the all-out passing game, the Tigers caught on and the Rebels never readjusted. Fourth thought of the day, Jackson Dart was hot and cold throughout the game, but this guy is tough as nails. The more I watch him play, the more confident I am that this kid is going to be special. I'm really excited about Ole Miss's future with Jackson Dart leading the charge. Fifth thought of the day, Ole Miss has been able to tilt the field in the past decade and a half with their wide receivers. Outside of Jonathan Mingo, I just don't see any receivers who tilt the field Ole Miss's way. This That must change, and it starts with the 2023 recruiting class and transfer portal. And the bonus on top, I predict Lane makes the needed changes on defense for the A&M game. We'll see a total different product on the field. Lane hates losing more than you and I, and I predict the keep the ball in front of you defense that we've seen up to this point is about to be retired. Those thoughts brought to you by Outback Steakhouse tonight and our friend Steve Grantham, who operates nine Outback Steakhouse locations in Mississippi and Tennessee. Steve wants us to remind you again of the Ole Miss Family Business Symposium on November the 3rd from 8.30 until 5 at the Oxford Conference Center. You can visit OleMissCIE.com. That's OleMissCIE.com. Click on Programs, then click on Legacy Leadership Program for more information. Gordon, we haven't uh, heard from you yet. You doing okay over there? Wonderful. Okay, you didn't have to do that. I know. <laughs> I messed up. No, it's all right. You, you doing good, though? Yeah, I'm doing good, man, other than watching the game the other day, and I kind of agree with all Yancey's points here. I mean, offensive line didn't play well. Defensively couldn't stop anybody, but I agree with him about one thing. You know, Lane is a saving disciple, and so is Jimbo. And he's not going to go in there and let Jimbo pound him. I can tell you that right now. Hope you're right. Harry Harrison will join us on the other side. The entire opening segment brought to you by First South Farm Credit. With over 100 years of experience supporting rural communities and agriculture, they're ready to guide you through your financial journey at First South Farm Credit. Harry Harrison joins us next on the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. think car, we want you to think Canon. Whether you're in the market for gas, hybrid, or electric vehicles, our team has got you covered. We're invested in your future and in seeing that you have the experience you deserve, even after you get your car. Pre-order or bring home a new Chevrolet Silverado or a Chevrolet pre-owned vehicle from Canon Chevrolet of Oxford today. And remember, when the smoke clears, nobody beats a Canon deal. Nobody. Chevrolet, find your road. What does the farm mean to you? Maybe it's a piece of land for production, crops, or cattle. Or maybe the farm is just a place you can go to relax or enjoy the outdoors. Whatever the farm means to you, First South Farm Credit can help you finance or refinance that perfect piece of land. We've been financing farms and land since 1916 with competitive rates and flexible terms. For more information, go to FirstSouthLand.com, Equal Housing Lender. 
Cannon Cleary McGraw is ranked Oxford's number one real estate firm because of fans like you. The agents of Cannon Cleary McGraw are true experts in their field, and it shows with hundreds of five-star reviews and unwavering commitment to their clients. Cannon Cleary McGraw experts specialize in game day condos, seasonal townhomes, and high-end single-family homes. If you are on the sidelines and ready to get in the game, give a Cannon Cleary McGraw agent a call today at 662-371-1000. Tilt the odds in your favor of getting what you want with the best service in Oxford at Cannon Cleary McGraw Real Estate. If you're in the market for a fine piece of jewelry, there's only one name to know, Van Atkins. Serving its customers since 1939, Van Atkins has been voted the best estate jeweler in Mississippi multiple times. With great locations to serve you in historic downtown New Albany and on the square in Oxford, Van Atkins is the place to go. Whether it's a piece for yourself or for that special someone, Van Atkins is the easy decision. And like Chuck always says, you know she's worth it. Attention, Camp Lejeune toxic water victims. I'm attorney Roberts Wilson with important information that you need to know. If you or a loved one lived or worked at Camp Lejeune between 1953 and 1987 and developed cancer or another major disease, you may have a claim for money damages. To have your claim reviewed, call Roberts Wilson PA Injury Lawyers at 662-533-9111 or visit us on the web at wegetjustice.com. You're listening to the Rebel Yell Hotline, presented by Cannon Motors. For the game day outlook brought to you by Roberts Wilson PA, they represent the people. Consultations free and go to work immediately. After being hired, they don't get paid unless they succeed. Give them a call. 662-533-9111. That is 533 533- 91-11, and we bring in our man, Harry Harrison, for the game day outlook. Hello, Harry. Good afternoon, guys. How are we doing over there? Doing great. Can we not talk about the LSU game, just go straight to Texas A&M? <laughs> well, we're not going to move on it long because uh, we don't want to turn it into another loss. That was behind us, Chuck. Can't do anything about it. We'll talk as long as you want to. I hear you. I, I mean, we do, we do have to talk about it a little bit, though. Um, just, just wasn't, wasn't our day, was it, Harry? Well, we got to be in the trenches the second half, Chuck. Both sides of the football, we just didn't compete well. And uh, that was one of my keys going in there with our offensive tackles. They're both pretty darn young. Don't be able to compete with those rushers on the outside. And thought we did a pretty good job first two or three series. But then after that, they get a little closer and a little closer in the second half. For whatever reason, we just didn't come out and compete. And they really – uh, made us pay. Jackson Dart got sacked three times. That's the most we've been sacked in the game all year. So uh, it was a tough day running the football. We didn't have uh, uh, Zach Evans to to give uh, our, our man some relief, and uh, so you know that, he had to carry the ball way too many times, and uh, you know hit a lot of times at the line of scrimmage or within a yard or two. So it just was, uh, you know, just everybody seemed to be off a step. We had. Uh, uh, Wing, Wing, Mingo opened once on a long passing route that would have probably been a touchdown, and that was missed. And then we got a quarterback hit in the end, you know, throwing it in the end zone. Probably would have been an interference call if the ball had gotten out there to him, but it didn't get close enough to get it, get the call, and so they intercepted it. And I think that really nailed the, the, the lid in the coffin when that happened, Chuck. Oh, no doubt. That was the play of the game, without a doubt. Uh, but then defensively, uh, you know, we, we looked passive, Harry. We looked, I, I don't know, soft coverage, not a lot of going after the quarterback. Uh, it, it just didn't look right to me. 
Well, you know, I thought we'd bring more pressure than we did, and that would have been from the outside or with the linebackers. And, uh, of course, I tell you, not, not having Cedric Johnson, number two, in there, you know, he was in played a few plays, but not having him consistently in there on the pass rush certainly hurt. But no, we didn't get to uh, we didn't get to the quarterback. Obviously, he, he played. Jaden Daniels played a really good game. Uh, beat us with his legs, beat us with his arms a couple, you know, his arm a couple times. And uh, you get somebody like that, you got to get pressure on him, and and that'll certainly carry over to this weekend because I have no idea who's going to start for A and M, but uh, we definitely have to get pressure on. Harry Gordon here. Uh, the Texas A and M game. They they're running back A chain. He's a very good runner. And, you know, they, that being, we don't know who the quarterback's going to be because uh, Connor Weigelman ended up playing at the end, and Haynes King, who they say can play, uh, has been cleared. Uh, what do you think? How does A&M attack us, and how do we defend them? Well, I, I, think, that's been kind of, I think that's been their Achilles heel all year has been their quarterback play. And we've seen some Max Johnson. Don't know. I think he got injured a few weeks ago. Don't know if he's back. Uh, if Haynes King is back, that's the, it's been the majority of the starts has been him throughout the year. And he has good nights and bad nights. And once again, you know, they've got a young receiver that they signed, a five-star guy in uh, Evan Stewart, obviously not very big at 5'11", 170, but a lot of speed and quickness. So we'll, we'll have to do a better job of covering. I, I thought our, our corners, uh, for whatever system we were trying to run Saturday, had a, gave those guys a lot of cushion. And I thought Ian Benoson probably had his worst day as a young freshman. He's played very well all year. I thought that was probably his worst day. But you just don't know what the coverage was called when you see that. And so it's hard to sit in the press box or the stadium or at home on TV and, and know well, we should be closer because you just don't know what the coverage was called. But, yeah, we're going to have to get back to playing Rebel football and bring pressure off the corners, bring those linebackers. and Obviously missing, you know, uh, Finley in the second in the secondary in the second half, and, and and Brown from our linebacker core that definitely hurt too. So uh, hopefully they'll be back. If not, the next guy's got to step up and play better. The coverage call to me, Harry, was soft. <laughs> well, that's what it looked like, but you just you know you don't know what, how they how they call that. You don't know you know you just can't. It's hard to pick it out sometimes. When, when a guy goes in motion and the guy's chasing him, you know it's man coverage. But outside of that, you don't always know what the coverages are. Right, right. And I'm afraid we were trying to rush three and drop eight, play a lot of zone, and they kept finding soft spots in the zone and hitting it. And, you know, I, I think we all recognize that three-man rush is not going to get any pressure on the quarterback. I don't care who you play. And, you know, you know obviously we're in the meat of the schedule, and everybody we play is going to have a good offensive line. And, and uh and it's a quarterback league, so if your quarterback's not playing well, you're normally not doing well on offense. And I think that's kind of what A&M has run into the last few weeks. Harry, uh, you know, I fully expect Zach Evans to return back next week, going back home there around Houston, um, there at College Station. I thought Ole Miss got away from the running game, really doing what they did well, a lot of misdirections uh, before the LSU contest, making teams really guard them sideline to sideline. LSU got a really aggressive coming after Dart, as we all know. And I thought Ole Miss could have really taken advantage of that, doing some of the schemes they did earlier uh, during the season. Do you expect Ole Miss to kind of get back to what got them to that LSU game offensively? Well, yes. You know, you and I don't sit and watch all the film that these coaching staff does. I mean, I see some, but I, I'm not I'm not uh, getting paid to be a coach. So I don't, I don't pick all those tendencies out like they certainly do. 
So they've got a game plan called to run those type uh, those runs. And obviously, early in the season, we weren't playing the same caliber of defensive fronts that we're seeing now. So that makes a difference. But yes, I'm sure they're going to dial up some things. Having Zach Evans back would certainly have helped. Uh, that would that would give Judkins some rest, and he had had to carry too many times, but. We just were missing a block here or there, and we just didn't play well the second half. And I can't tell you why. I don't think Lane Kiffin can tell you why. But uh, when you, now, if you don't play four quarters, somebody will make embarrassments like you know, you did. But I, I, I don't, we're not going to get away from the run game. Obviously, that's what makes us click and makes play action work that much better. When you stand back there and you know you got to throw it down forty-five to twenty, all they got to do is pin those ears and come after you. So. You know, you noticed that Dart didn't run the ball nearly as much Saturday as he has been, and that was by design because we got to keep them standing up and be healthy. And uh, he went down one time with an injury. Fortunately, it was only a breath, knocked the breath out of him. But uh, we don't need him to go down at this point. So they, they've been protecting him. I, I, we didn't see near the runs we saw the week before against Auburn. Harry, I think this is uh, maybe the key game of the season coming up. And, you know, Texas A&M's been up and down. They're three and four. But they that they most of the time they've played good defense. Their problem is they can't score. And they got a lot of young players on the defensive side of the ball. What have you seen out of them? Well, I haven't seen a lot yet, Chuck. I mean, I know they got one of they're starting nose tackles from down here in South Mississippi. We recruited him very hard, and uh, McKinley Jackson is a good one. They've got Walter Nolan, who was supposedly the number one defensive tackle last year coming out of high school, and uh, everybody was after him. And then they had another one named. Shamar Turner, he's from down in Florida, and everybody was after him a few years ago. And then Shamar Stewart. So uh, they've got good players, as Lane Kiffin pointed out today. They got anyway. It's not a lack of talent, that's for sure. They just been had been hitting on all their cylinders uh, offensively, and I'm sure they've moved some offensive linemen around. I'm looking at some of their starts here, and some of these guys have only started one time, and another one has started four times. So they only look like they got two guys that. Uh, that have started the majority of the games, and the rest of them they've been in and out of. and So they're trying to find the right combinations, just like everybody else has to have trouble up front. You know, fortunately, the Rebels have kind of settled in on their starting five, and, and that seems to have worked. I think uh, uh, Eli Acker was the only guy that we substituted in on Saturday for uh, at any length of time. So, uh, you know, it all starts with the offense up front. Uh, hopefully our defensive line can handle that. But, Chuck, I'm like you now. It's uh, If you're going to play run stoppage, you know, maybe three men up front ain't enough, but we'll see. Or, or if it is, you got to bring those safe, walk those safeties up and get some blitz coverages in there, you know, run blitz, as we call them. And so we got to get some help. It's, it's, it's really hard for five guys to handle, uh, you know, six, five offensive linemen plus a tight end. That's one man too many. Yep, absolutely. All right, buddy. Thanks again. Appreciate right, you, Harry. We'll see you next week. Text messages are coming up next from Cannon Cleary McGraw. We've also got the Rebel Injury Report from Oxford Orthopedics and Sports Medicine. Got a lot of things to talk about with the text messages. And as Harry was mentioning about the starts on the offensive line, I've got one question. We'll get to the Texas A&M offensive line situation and why they've only had guys starting one or two times, plus that quarterback thing that Gordon brought up as well. That all comes up next.
Oxford Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Board Certified Surgeons are specially trained for you and your family, from dad's knee replacement to your son's football injury. Leaders in orthopedic care. Oxford Orthopedic can treat any of your orthopedic needs close to home. Locations in Oxford, Batesville, Grenada, Hernando, Cleveland, Calhoun City, and Pontotoc. Official orthopedic team physicians for Ole Miss Athletics. To make an appointment, call 662-513-2000 or visit OxfordOrtho.org. Can you imagine years of hard work and saving and now you're worried about outliving your retirement savings? Paxton Faris and the Faris Group have over 20 years and a process working towards success, not stress, after retirement. To know how you can truly enjoy a level of comfort and security, talk to the Faris Group. Retirement should be stress-free, not stressful. The Faris Group, farisgroup.com, offices in Oxford and Jackson. The Faris Group, your partner in retirement. Registered representatives offer securities through Security America, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. The Faris Group, LLC, and Securities America companies are separate entities. Attention, Camp Lejeune toxic water victims. I'm attorney Roberts Wilson with important information that you need to know. If you or a loved one lived or worked at Camp Lejeune between 1953 and 1987 and developed cancer or another major disease, you may have a claim for money damages. To have your claim reviewed, call Roberts Wilson PA Injury Lawyers at 662-533-9111 or visit us on the web at wegetjustice.com. Outback Steakhouse knows steak. Even better, the grills are always hot and ready for your favorites. There's nothing better than pairing a bold steak with a bloomin' onion and one of our signature cocktails. Drop in for a great lunch or dinner anytime for awesome food and a bloomin' good time. Either way, Outback has your back. Visit their locations in Tupelo, Hattiesburg, Meridian, South Haven, Diabraville, and Flowood, Mississippi. Also serving Jackson and Cordova, Tennessee. Outback Steakhouse. More of the Rebel Yell Hotline, presented by Cannon Motors, coming up next. Do these text messages from Cannon Cleary McGraw and then get the Rebel Injury Report coming up as well. Let me start here, guys, before I get into some of the others, and, and because Harry was mentioning a few things about offensive linemen in and out today. They announced, did uh, Coach Fisher, that offensive lineman Bryce Foster, and I'm going to butcher these next two, Aki Ogunbiyi and Jordan Spasajevich Moko are all out. <laughs> you just you, made those names. You want to read them? Here they are. Well, They're yeah. right here in front of me, right? Somebody's typed those wrong. <laughs> but here's the deal. Gary, you know, they're recruiting five stars Correct. from Alabama. Correct. So they're not going to have the experience, but the, the talent is going to be there. So they're going to have a couple of guys, a redshirt freshman, a true freshman, and a, another backup that will have played one or two games, which is what Harry was looking at who started. And, and that's a reason why on the offensive line. And they did say they're expected to have quarterback Haynes King back in the starting lineup, but who knows by the time you get there. I still think that's good for Ole Miss and Chucky Heat. He disagrees. He and I agree with him. You make freshman mistakes, and and that might be what Ole Miss needs. But you know, we were talking a little bit, Gary, between the break. There, I said the best this coaching decision Ed Orgeron ever made at Ole Miss was in the 2006 Egg Bowl when he went from a four-three to a five-two-four, uh, and I think you know because Mississippi State has such a strong running game, and they shut them down, and Orgeron came out smelling like a rose. 
I mean, can we see at least a fourth against A&M? They struggle so much in the passing game. I don't know, Chucky. What, what do you think? Oh, absolutely. I'd, lo- I'd love to see a four-man front. And I noticed that uh, DJ Durkin over at Texas A&M has gone to a four-man front. And, you know, he had a three-man here for a while last year and then finally went to four-man, and it worked. So let's lead in some of the text messages and those defensive questions. Who is uh, the, the style of defense from, Lane Kiffin or Chris Partridge? I think it's a combination. I mean, Chris is not going to do anything Lane doesn't allow. I mean, Lane's got to approve it. But uh, I think I think uh, Chris is is a guy that likes to be multiple. And so far, he's gone more with the three-man front. Why does our defensive backs play with such soft coverage? No team plays us that way. They cover our receivers like Saran Wrap. <laughs> well, I wish I had the answer to that because, because yeah. they're they're trying to to allow the offense to make a mistake by keeping the ball in front of them. It's that old adage: eventually they'll make a mistake if you go eight, ten, twelve plays. You can't do that against the big time teams. You just can't win that way. We saw that last year after they got thumped by Bama and scored 51 points against them against Arkansas. You got to take the aggression to them. And that's why I think that three high zone that they played all game with the safeties against LSU and they did all season leading up to this point. We've been talking about this defense well before the LSU, but they were after wins. I think he's about to throw that out the window. I really do. Yeah. Yeah, but you got to look that he got after Lane Kiffin when they played Arkansas last year. 20. Corral threw all those interceptions. Barry Odom, he liked that defense from Barry Odom, and that's when they went to it. And that's the reason they they do it because you know he's enamored by that. Listen, if they had a Will Anderson or a Sam Williams run the three man front, we don't have that. Yeah. Other one is from the offensive side of. And that's why Ulysses Bentley wasn't used more in the LSU game. Yeah, I, I don't think he's 100% yet. He's um, just trying to get Judkins a little breather somewhere along yeah, the way. Yeah, I mean, he's still got the wrist issue. I think they trust him carrying the ball, but I don't think they trust him in pass protection because of his wrist. And, and, and what I went back to, everybody focuses on the defense, but offensively, Ole Miss did not make any adjustments. And when LSU started teeing off on Dart, that's when you start running all those misdirections and wide receiver sweeps to slow that defense down. So, you know, all the focus is on the defense, but I think the offense is equally um, – and out as far as uh, coaching changes. And I think if you put Lane Kiffin in a corner where nobody knew, he'd say it's probably my worst call game of my career. And this kind of comes in the last text message, then we'll get to the injuries, and that is how are the coaches addressing not playing for four quarters? And then it's the text goes on to say, are we going to do a better job now that we've lost a game? I mean, I hadn't seen them play a complete game yet, so I don't know what's going to make it change. I mean, the, certainly the coaches are not coaching that, right. and certain the players don't want to play a half and, and lay down a half, but that's just the way it's played out, and hopefully that will change in the next four games. But, Chuck, isn't that just a, really a product of having so many transfers and new players coming into the system? Yeah, but, but Yancey, we're eight games in. True. You know, I mean, come on. We could use that reasoning, and I'm not, I don't like the word excuse. We could use that reasoning for the four or five games. We're eight games in now. Come on. It's time for these transfers and they, because these transfers are experienced players. It's not like they're true freshmen. 
you know, they, they've got some time under their belts on this level, and they should be able to adjust to a system through a spring, an August, and seven games. I, I'm not buying that anymore. Guys, I really expect Ole Miss to come out and play one of their better games. I, I think Saturday, now a lot of people say it's just a product of who you're playing right, A&M struggling, but I think Lane makes adjustments on defense and on offense as we've been talking uh, the points before, and I think Ole Miss is going to play a hell of a game Saturday. Text message is brought to you by Cannon Cleary McGraw. Check out their website at ccmoxford.com. Now we've got a look at the injury report brought to you by Oxford Orthopedics and Sports Medicine. And unfortunately, Chuck, that injury report's a little deeper than it has been. Yeah, but we really don't know the extent of it. You know, Lane doesn't share injuries. We're kind of guessing on some of these. We can tell you that Troy Brown's got a shoulder injury. He re-injured it from earlier in the season, but we don't know how bad it is. He may play lights out Saturday. Cedric Johnson's still struggling a little bit with the ankle injury, but he should be better Saturday. Uh, A.J. Finley has got a concussion. I think he'll be out. Uh, Zach was out with his knee issues. But I think he'll be better, and he'll be playing Saturday. Of course, Michael Trigg is out for the year. Um, several of them are nicked up. Jalen Robinson, he's like a ghost now. I don't even know where he is. And Jalen Knox. Um, and uh, Bentley's not obviously not 100%. So it, it, the list is growing, but I don't. Like I say, we don't know the seriousness of most any of them. But, Chuck, it's football. You know, some yeah. of the fans that are going on and on about injuries, this is just a product of, of, of the game Eight of games. football. Yeah. yeah. Without a buy. Rebel Injury Report brought to you by Oxford Orthopedics and Sports Medicine. We'll talk basketball with Coach Kermit Davis, and then we'll give you the C Spire Connolly Trophy watch list next. Oxford Orthopedic and Sports Medicine board-certified surgeons are specially trained for you and your family. From dad's knee replacement to your son's football injury, leaders in orthopedic care. Oxford Orthopedic can treat any of your orthopedic needs close to home. Locations in Oxford, Batesville, Grenada, Hernando, Cleveland, Calhoun City, and Pontotoc. Official orthopedic team physicians for Ole Miss Athletics. To make an appointment, call 662-513-2000 or visit OxfordOrtho.org. Cannon Cleary McGraw is ranked Oxford's number one real estate firm because of fans like you. The agents of Cannon Cleary McGraw are true experts in their field, and it shows with hundreds of five-star reviews and unwavering commitment to their clients. Cannon Cleary McGraw experts specialize in game day condos, seasonal townhomes, and high-end single-family homes. If you are on the sidelines and ready to get in the game, give a Cannon Cleary McGraw agent a call today at 662-371-1000. Tilt the odds in your favor of getting what you want with the best service in Oxford at Cannon Cleary McGraw real estate. Big Delta Power Sports on Cracker Barrel Drive in Batesville celebrates 20 years in business this year. Check out the great selection now of major brands like Honda, Polaris, Can-Am, Yamaha, and Kawasaki featuring the most fun off the road and on the road. Motorcycles, ATVs, and side-by-sides. Zero-turn mowers. Plus, you'll find generators by Honda and Polaris. And Big Delta is your steel power equipment dealer. Celebrating 20 years in business, whether it's work or play. Big Delta Power Sports in Batesville. 
Make Lenora's in Oxford your go-to dinner play this season. Their daily ravioli is always amazing, and you cannot go wrong with the decadent crawfish mac and cheese. They have an excellent variety of seafood dishes, and their ribeyes and fillets are cooked to perfection every time. Have a taste of the weekend on Wine Wednesdays, too. Call for your reservation today at 662-236-1144. That's 236-1144. Located at 309 North Lamar. Great food and great vibes. It's a winning combination. Hey, cheers, and see you at Lenora's. When you think car, we want you to think Canon. Whether you're in the market for gas, hybrid, or electric vehicles, our team has got you covered. We're invested in your future and in seeing that you have the experience you deserve, even after you get your car. Pre-order or bring home a new Chevrolet Silverado or a Chevrolet pre-owned vehicle from Canon Chevrolet of Oxford today. And remember, when the smoke clears, nobody beats a Canon deal. Nobody. Chevrolet, find your road. Looking for the largest selection of wine and spirits in North Mississippi? Look no further than High Cotton's Wine and Spirits Warehouse in Oxford, located just behind Rebel Racks. You'll find some of the rarest wines that can only be found at High Cotton Wine and Spirits. They offer their customers a unique experience through their employees' expertise in the wine and spirits industry. The High Cotton Wine and Spirits Warehouse is a destination place for all of you true wine and spirit connoisseurs. Come visit us six days a week from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. at High Cotton Wine and Spirits. Ole Miss football, basketball, baseball, and more are all right here on the Rebel Yell Hotline, presented by Cannon Motors. As mentioned, still to come, we'll talk the C Spire Connerly Trophy. Well, we're going to talk some Ole Miss basketball with head coach Kermit Davis, who's going to join us now. It's Gary, Chuck, Gordon, Yancey, all in studio. And, Coach, before I let these guys fire off the basketball questions, I want to get you to talk about what's going to go on tomorrow. Is it right students can come tomorrow and make Kermit Davis pay? We're going to do this again as you've teamed up uh, with uh, Coaches versus Cancer and the American Cancer Society. Tell us what will go on at the Pavilion. Well, I appreciate you talking about it. It's uh it's probably one of my favorite nights of the year, and uh, it's a great way for raising money for Coaches versus Cancer, and you do it with the students. And so at the Pavilion, they can come toward the end of practice, watch a little bit. For every student that comes, gets a T-shirt. We have free food. And then uh, if you show up, I pay a dollar. If you make a free throw, I pay $10. If you make a half-court shot, I give you a free pair of Nike tennis shoes, plus I pay $500. And so the last time we wrote a check, I think like 10,100. And the reason, because the student body, I think, was 140 for a little over 1,000 from the free throw line. So we got to get a little bit better than 14% from the line. And, uh, <laughs> but it is. I think we're, we're out tonight, uh, kind of going to different fraternities and sororities. It's a great way, too, besides the philanthropy part, you know, of our guys getting a chance to meet all the students and they get to come through the pavilion. So it's a, it's a fun night tomorrow night, 530. Kermit, uh, you're starting the new season here. Last year was kind of disappointing with all the entries. Got a lot of new players. People been injured. Kind of update us on, you know, who's healthy now and some of these guys that you've got coming in and where you think they'll affect your team. Yeah, you know, we uh, we scrimmaged Clemson uh, Sunday, and uh, you know we can't really talk about the scrimmage. I think Clemson's going to have a really good year. Good team. Great for both teams. Uh, we had everybody, uh, Deshaun Ruffin didn't play. We're a little cautious with him, and he had a little kind of a slight growing, nothing about his knee. Uh, so he didn't participate in the scrimmage. Josh Mabala, 
didn't participate in the scrimmage because of a, a hamstring. We expect both of them to be back, ready to roll tomorrow. Uh, you know, so, you know, we're still, like I said, we, there's always great competition within your teams. You always compete against, you know, the people you play, but you compete within your team, and that's what's going on right now. And sometimes these scrimmages even, you know, give a little more high alert in the competitive nature of, you know, we have an exhibition game a week from tonight. Two weeks, we open up with Alcorn State. Um, so, you know, we found out a lot of things we, we thought we knew that we've got to work on. Uh, you know, a lot of things that were positive, but 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 good for us. And uh, we took the day off and then ready to roll back tomorrow. You went heavily in the transfer portal quite a bit, and you also signed a bunch of high school guys that were, you know, fairly highly ranked. Tell us about these guys and how they're uh, fitting in. You know, Javis McKinnis played well in the scrimmage. Uh, he's, just, he's been probably our most efficient scorer around the goal, great percentage, good offensive rebounder. Uh, Theo Akuba, you know, has, has led us in rebounding. Uh, it'd be good to really get Josh Mabala. He's been kind of in and out and hadn't been out because of a hamstring. Miles um, Burns, you know, has really had some, some great days for us. All of them are going to play a lot. The four freshmen, you know, from – Amari Abrams, T.J. Caldwell, Robert Coward has been out. He did participate in the, in the scrimmage. He's been back for three or four days. Uh, Malik Ewing, also another talented young freshman. So those guys, you know, gee, you're just trying to figure out, like freshmen in, you know, college football, college basketball, the day-to-day process, how hard you got to play, how hard the competition is every day, get ready to go. And uh, so – but but I think all eight, all eight of them are going to uh, – for sure, be factors with our team, and you know I think like everybody else, they're really competing for positions right now. Kermit, it sounds like uh, you, you wouldn't mind going nine or ten deep this year. You know, Chuck, I'll go for sure. We could go ten. I like that number. Uh, probably the most I've ever played is eleven on one of my probably the one of my very really good Middle Tennessee teams. But I think ten is a number that we can sure play and uh, have depth at every spot. You know, if, if Deshaun can, you know, keep doing what he's doing and stay healthy, and then, you know, you have a couple guys at each position, and, you know, hopefully the way we're going to try to play defensively, it's going to be uh, advantageous for us to play 10. I was going to ask you that. It, will this change the style as deep as you are this year if everybody stays healthy? Will it change the style of offense or defense or um, is your personnel going to make you change your offense, your defense, any way that you can discuss with us? Well, you know, uh, Chuck, I, I I want to be. I thought we'd be a, a really good shot blocking, rim protecting team. We didn't do that as well in the, in the scrimmage as I would have liked. Uh, uh, we're trying to play, and all coaches say we're trying to play fast, but we really are trying to to, to get cheap buckets and really attack the rim and and get the corners filled in the break. I didn't think we played as fast as we needed to, and uh, so that's something we've really got to work on in the next uh, couple weeks. But, you know, I, I just think with our physicalness, should be a great rebounding team. Uh, I would think we'd be a really, really good uh, defensive team with our changing of defenses. And so all those things, you know, I hope that it's going to be a real physical, hard-playing team that can create, you know, points off defense. Coach, uh, thanks for letting us go to practice uh, the week before last. And uh, I would like to add that you know, I think with Amari Abram, that gives you some flexibility to allow Ruffin to come along a little bit slower. Or if he does get injured, 
God forbid something happened, you now have the depth there at point guard to to sustain that. What, what are your thoughts on Abram and just his progression? Yep, you know he's he's really competitive. Uh, he's a, he's a really good shooter. Can really shoot it from three. Uh, got a great kind of a floater paint game, you know. And uh, I've got an old school way about him, but he's he's, a, he's you know like a lot of point guards. You know, you got to be able to play through fatigue and uh, kind of that hits him at a point. That's where he's got to fight through. Uh, but he's a lefty. Uh, you know, just, just as a normal freshman trying to go through ball screen reads and different things he's trying to improve on. But, gosh, he's going to be a really good player here. And you're right, though. Uh, you know, Matt starting to develop more point guard skills. T.J. Caldwell's even played some at the point. You know, both those guys are not true points for sure. But, you know, if you get Deshaun back, you know, then I think he and Amari will be two guys that'll, that can handle the point guard. One of the things that uh, over the summer, James White, his development, he played very well. Uh, I know you really can't talk about the scrimmage, but how's he been looking? I mean, is he probably going to be one of the people in the rotation? Yeah, oh, yeah. You know, I think James, and obviously, you know, in the Bahamas, the games are a lot looser. And then James has got to get to where he can play when the game is, is in the half court. I mean, because I don't care how fast you try to play. I mean, the games are going to get to half court. It's going to get to, you know, to physical nature, and the games aren't as spread out. And uh, so James in the open court is really good. You know, the things that we've got to get James better at is, you know, half court defensively and all those things. So, yeah, he's made he's made good progress, and, uh, God, he wants to be a good player so bad. And so he's just got, like everybody else, you know, he's just battling right now, some competition, and uh, which I think is great for everybody. Coach, I've been intrigued by Malik. You and ever since you signed him, what, how about his development so far? And I know he's a he's a true freshman, but uh, I've always, like I said, been pretty intrigued by that kid's talent. Yeah, as far as the talent, when everybody comes and watches us, you know, they'll say, "Okay, I really like Twelve's talent." Then they'll say, "You know, he, you know, his motor's not where it needs to be as a young guy. Has it come a long way since he's gotten here? It sure has, but not where it's got to be." To be, you know, to be a really good player in our league, and doesn't matter if we're playing Alcorn State or Chattanooga or whoever we're playing. And um, so his talent's there. He's big, six eleven. He's athletic, great hands. It's just his approach to practice every single day. And once he figures that out, then he's really, really got a chance to be a great player. We're gonna. I'm gonna get off the players for just a minute. What have Robert Kirby and uh, Brock Morris given you on the staff right now, Coach? Yeah, you know, uh, you know, we those guys are just great guys, and uh, known Robert. Just team loves them. Uh, Robert was just overseas, and you know, for about five days, recruiting in some uh, some contacts there, and you know, Brock has done a has done a great job with you know a player that we signed or, or will sign in November. Uh, you know, Stacy Hollowell is another guy from Loyola has brought great value, so. Yeah, all those three guys have been been terrific. We have great camaraderie among our assistants. You know, obviously with Wincase and you know Vic and those guys, and they've done a really good job. We've got a bright young star in our staff named Michael Van Hoosier, and he's probably one of the best young guys I've ever had in forty years. And uh, you know, so he, he's terrific. So I really like our staff. They're all doing a great job. 
Well, Coach, we thank you for being on the show. I don't wish your pocketbook, you know, bad things, but I, I do. I do hope people make <laughs> shots against you tomorrow. <laughs> well, I hope so too. My wife, she she comes and she says, "Miss it real loud," and they start shooting it. Okay, so <laughs> he, he may be the only one pulling against them. So, but I appreciate it. Thanks for mentioning that on the show, and uh, we'll have a big time tomorrow night. Hope we raise a bunch of money. Thanks, Coach. Thanks, See you, Coach. Thank you, Coach. Thank you. Guys. Thank you. There's the Ole Miss basketball coach, Kermit Davis, with us. Good stuff from him, and now we've got to get to the prestigious C Spire Connolly Trophy, awarded to the top college football player in the state at the end of the regular football season each week. we These guys that we get behind the microphone get a chance on Rebel Yell Hotline to give you the list of standout players from each football-playing university or college. And Chuck goes first. Ole Miss sophomore quarterback Jackson Dart is the player of the week for the Rebels. Uh, just he ought to be the player of the week just from surviving. Uh, <laughs> the California native was 19 of 34 for 283 yards. Uh, even though Ole Miss lost 45 to 20, he continues to show his grit and is certainly becoming a true leader for this team. Mississippi State uh, player of the week is Sean Preston uh, for the Bulldogs. The St. James, Louisiana native had five tackles, two pass breakups, and two quarterback hurries in the Dogs' 30-6 to loss to Alabama. State now stands 5-3. and three. I'll do the Southern Mississippi one, a guy that I'm very familiar with that was actually committed to Ole Miss at one time. Sophomore running back Chandler Pittman is our player of the week for the Eagles. The McGee native caught a 52-yard touchdown with seconds left to lift USC onto a 20-14 to win over Texas State. I don't know if anybody else saw that game, but Texas State scored with about a minute 10 to put them up, and then Southern made that huge play, and the Eagles now won three out of four to lift their record of four and three and two to one in conference play. Delta State senior quarterback Patrick Shegog is the player of the week for the Statesman, the former South Padola Tiger star. Passed for two touchdowns, rushed for another two, 45 to 10, and a win over Shorter. Delta State's raced out to an 8 and 0 start. They're number five in the latest D2 polls. Junior running back Sivion Wilkerson is the player of the week for Jackson State Tigers. The Maryland native had 24 carries for 116 yards and a touchdown to propel Jackson State to a 22-14 hard fought win over Campbell. The Tigers are now 7-0 and and ranked number 5 in the latest FCS polls. And game day is going to Jackson, Mississippi. Love it. For Jackson State Good and Southern of Baton Rouge. Good for Rouge. them. Yep. Mississippi Valley State senior wideout Ja'Cory Rankin is our player of the week for the Devils. The Port Gibson native had six receptions for 103 yards and a pair of touchdowns in Valley's 45-35 loss to the Bethune-Cookman. Which was good for Valley because they have not been scoring much this year. Alcorn State senior wide receiver Juan Anthony Jr. is our player week for the Braves. The Woodville native had a career high, eight receptions for 121 yards and a touchdown in the Braves' 34-27 loss to Texas Southern. And for Mississippi College, it was freshman quarterback John Henry White for the Choctaws. The uh, Is it, again, a mitt? It's a mitt? County, a mite, right, for Louisiana? Anyway, he's from Louisiana. Three of five for 105 yards and a touchdown, ran for another touchdown and a 45-17 to loss to number 9 West Florida. Sophomore linebacker Thomas Peterson is the player of the week for Millsaps College Majors. The Biloxi native had a career-high 12 tackles while chipping in 1.5 tackles for a loss. 
and forced a fumble in Millsap's 28 to nothing loss to Birmingham Southern. Bell Haven, junior running back Colby Blount is our player of the week for the Blazers. The Mobile native had 14 rushes for 174 yards and three touchdowns in Bell Haven's 42-6 win over Southern Virginia. The Blazers are now 6-1 and one and have won four games in a row. Yancy, how much fun is it for you to, to go through and make this? I love this it. I, I'm, I really am. I'm so happy C Spire has chosen us to host this award. It's, uh, it's a great honor, and, I mean, I, I love keeping up. I mean, John Henry White, learning all about him, the freshman quarterback there at Mississippi College. Just some of the players that keep popping up week after week. A lot of great talent. Not a good week exactly for the Mississippi schools this past week. I believe six or seven out of those 12 loss, but hopefully we can get back on track this week. Still have some in the polls and things going on, and we'll do this each and every week on the Rebel Yell Hotline. The Ceasefire Trophy has had Ceasefire obviously involved since its inception, since 1996, and proud to continue to recognize the outstanding college football student athletes in Mississippi. We still have the Red and Blue Chips recruiting segment coming up, the good, the bad, and the ugly as well. While we still have like a minute left to go, some thoughts on what we heard from Kermit Davis? Anybody got anything you want to like say? The, if, he's, if he's correct, I like the fact that he got that kind of deal. And Abram, Abram is really going to relieve him with the situation with Ruffin. That was kind of disappointing to hear. He pulled groin there. But Abram is the real deal. I thought he was the best basketball player on the court the day I went to practice. I think they got a lot of depth, like Yancey said. I think with the turnover of SEC coaches, you know, six, you'll have some teams that will not gel quickly. And I think uh, the Rebels will probably win a lot of games this year. You need the depth. Yep. There's no doubt you no need doubt. the depth. You got, if you can get to nine or ten, that's what you're going to have to have to compete in the league. And that was good to well, hear. Well, especially say. if he wants to go fast, like he says he wants to go fast and he wants to play as aggressive on the defensive end as he wants to play. He's got to have 10 players. Gives you more fouls to use, right? <laughs> Gives you more yeah. fouls to use along the way. We'll finish up the program next. Rebel fans, do you have real estate questions? Coldwell Banker Signature agents have the answers. Whether you're buying or selling, let the agents at Coldwell Banker Signature give you the home field advantage. Start your search now, www.oxford38655.com, or call them directly at 662-50-38655. Also, if you're thinking about a career in real estate, give Martin a call at 662-50-38655 to learn about the opportunities available. Find your home with Coldwell Banker Signature today. Never miss the game and never miss the party at the Library Sports Bar in Oxford. Grab a seat and a cocktail in the sports bar to watch the game on one of their many big screen TVs. Move on into the middle bar for some great live music Thursday, Friday, and Saturday night. Enjoy a breeze, a beer, and a ball game out in their patio as well. Stop in for happy hour from 3 to 7 during the weekdays. Have a big old time at the biggest bar in town. Meet you at the Brary, the Library Sports Bar on South 11th in Oxford. 
Are you looking for a quality used car at a price fit for your budget? No Worries Automotive Group has locations in Batesville, Olive Branch, South Haven, and Memphis. No credit check, no driver's license, no worries. Every vehicle comes with a 30-month, 30,000-mile service contract. Let our friendly and knowledgeable sales staff help you find the car you deserve. Remember, we have locations in Batesville, Olive Branch, South Haven, and Memphis. Find us anytime, anywhere at NoWorriesCars.com. Get the best in men's apparel at Great Scott, located at 4400 Old Can Road in Jackson. They've been serving you for 35 years and voted top 50 men's clothing store in Esquire magazine. Along with a great clothing selection, they offer a full-service old-fashioned barbershop. Their store hours are 9.30 to 6 Monday through Friday and 9.30 to 5 on Saturdays. Take note, the Peter Millar Trunk Show will be Wednesday, November 2nd and 3rd with special event pricing. Follow them on Facebook and Instagram. Check them out, Great Scott, located at 4400 Old Can Road in Jackson. Employers, are you paying too much for your group health insurance? If so, call Brad Camp with Morgan White Group. Brad can show our proprietary premium saver plan, which could save you as much as 18 to 20% on your group health insurance premium. Brad can also show you our employee needs too, offering human resource guidance, payroll solutions, 401k retirement plans, and senior services. Morgan White Group is your largest solely dedicated health and payroll insurance agency in the state of Mississippi, servicing all of your health, dental, vision, and life insurance needs. Call Brad Camp at 662-259-5552. Looking for the right place to get your game day colors? Rebel Rags has the largest selection of Ole Miss merchandise anywhere, including football jerseys in every size and color. Come grab them while supplies last. Rebel Rags also has game day polos, sideline gear, tailgate items, and more. Famous name brands like Nike, Under Armour, Columbia, Drake, Coliseum, Champion, and Comfort Color T-shirts. Check out Rebel Rags' new entrance off Jackson Avenue with plenty of parking or shop online at rebelrags.net. Rebel Rags, owned and operated by Rebel fans for Rebel fans. Sell them, Molly. Rebel Rags, anything, everything, all. Miss. More of the Rebel Yell Hotline, presented by Cannon Motors, coming up next. And that's why they want. One final time here in uh, the studios, Gary, Chuck, Gordon, Yancey with you as we finish up another one. And before I thank you, Chuck, before we get uh, going any further, there will not be a show next week. We will take Halloween off. Well, yes. Some of you There's will take. Bar. Some of you will take Halloween off, <laughs> right? We we will have to go trick or treating. We'll have to do the things that uh, that we need to do. No, we'll 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 do this with the bye week, and then we'll come back uh, and we'll get prepared for that next game uh, after that, and and kind of recap what did happen uh, at Texas A and M. So we want to remind you: no Rebel Yell Hotline next monday night all right red and blue chips recruiting segments presented by go orthodontics offering those friendly affordable quality smiles in oxford saltillo south haven corinth and carlyville and if you need braces or invisalign mention rebel yell hotline and receive five hundred dollars off look on the football side things continue to move the way they need to to move this program forward four-star safety marvin burtz out of st louis committed to Ole miss over the home state school the missouri tigers lsu a&m and oklahoma a lot of rumors started swirling around on Friday when he made his commitment earlier that day that he was going to be Missouri-bound, but he picked Ole Miss. He marks Ole Miss's 10th four-star commitment, which is the most four-star commitments that Ole Miss has had since the 2016 class. There are only 15 colleges that have 10 four-star commitments or more, and Ole Miss is one of them. But here's the kicker. The Rebels only have a total of 13 commitments. Every school outside of Ole Miss and A&M have at least 20 commitments. 
This is a critical area to watch as Ole Miss tries to play catch-up in the blue-chip game. Four-star wide receiver Demetrius Bell out of Nashville released the Final Four of Ole Miss, Alabama, Georgia, and Kentucky. The 6'1 receiver is rated the number 202 prospect in the country. And as we've seen, Ole Miss has got to get some better receivers on that field. Some guys, as I say, tilts the field Ole Miss's way. They got a, the best one in the state of Mississippi committed right now. So Demetrius is a very important cog in the wheel there. Ohio State cornerback, cornerback, excuse me, portal transfer Cameron Brown was also in town last week. The 6-0 grad transfer appeared in 32 games for the Buckeyes with, tw- with 12 starts in the 2021 season. The St. Louis native was an honorable mention All-Big Ten Conference selection for the 21 season. I think that's a pretty big news there that they have gotten uh, their eyes set on a quarterback transfer out of Ohio State, which was obviously pretty good. Basketball tidbits. Uh, 2024 Baker, Alabama point guard, Laharan. Fillion announced his top schools. The Rebels made the list of the nation's number 43 overall prospect, along with Alabama, Arkansas, Auburn, Cincinnati, Kansas, and Michigan. Power forward Terion Burgess of Arkansas visited this weekend. He's rated the number 17 prospect in the class of 2025, so we're getting out there some. So. You got to. You got to be out there for years to come. Just impressed with the quality of basketball recruits he continues to get on campus. Time for that good, bad, and ugly. Sponsored by Big Delta Power Sports, located at 155 Cracker Barrel Drive in Batesville. Well, the good, if you can find much good about the 45 to 20 beatdown LSU gave us last Saturday, speak, my friends. I'll wait. (laughs) Seriously, the Rebels did get off to a good start, jumping ahead 17 to 3, and Quinshawn Judkins. Got another 100-yard rushing game under his belt. The Rebels did record four sacks in the first half, but not much more else to boast about, and even those things kind of ring hollow considering the final outcome. The bad, well, where do you start? The defense was as porous as I've seen in quite some time, almost as bad as last year when the Rebels gave up 51 points to Arkansas, only this time they didn't score 52 to win it like they did a year ago. LSU quarterback Jaden Daniels had a field day against the Rebels, running for 121 yards and passing for 248 more. He basically did what he wanted to from the first quarter on. Then the offense started strong, but then fizzled time and time again, mostly because of relentless pressure on quarterback Jackson Dart that the Rebels seemed to have no answer for. To get outscored 42-3 to after building a 17-3 advantage was about as big a turn of events as you'll see in college football. It reminded me of the 1989 game against Alabama and Jackson when the Rebels started out 21 to nothing and lost 62-27. to I was there. Me too. Ugly. Uh, injuries are mounting. We talked about those. Don't know the extent of them, but uh, we need to heal up. We need an open week. I think if we can beat Texas A&M and get to an open week, then I think we could get back pretty close to full strength. Guys, would you have taken eight and one and four and one start in the SEC? Sure. sure yes. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. 100%. It's all right there. So sure. the, this doom and gloom over a loss. Come on, get over it. Well, it's not doom and gloom to point out the facts, though. No, it is, and, and, and they can't play three high zone soft coverage against the rest of these teams. They just can't. They won't win another game, not a one. They're going to have to change that defense, Chuck. 
Yes, they don't have the difference makers on defense that they had last year, but that's even more of a reason in my eyes that you have to take the fight to them. You can't sit back and hope, keep the ball in front of you and hope they make a mistake along the way. Good stuff, guys. Remember, not here next week. We're back in, too. Everybody, bring your candy when we come back in. We'll all share our trick-or-treating goodies, okay? <laughs> they previewing that Alabama game with, hopefully, the SEC West on the line and a chance to get to Atlanta. A lot, lot will be, hopefully, on the line when we get back here. Be careful what you let your children eat, too. No doubt about that. Uh, the, the sweet tart-looking things and all those little pill-looking things, be careful. Rhino, thanks for the job back in the main studio. My friends, thanks for listening and text messaging in. We'll be back in two weeks with the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. So long.